Get ready for Unriveted Radio on Super Talk 1270. Now, here's Travis Feist and Rob McLeod. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Unriveted, a Dakota Customs original podcast. I'm your host, Travis Feist, and with me, as always, my co-host, Rob McLeod. Glad to be back, guys. Yeah. 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 Hey, it's been nice out. It's been pretty nice. Um, Fair bike weather. Pretty good. Yeah. I've uh Monday, Tuesday, I uh rode the old hog to work. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. Jealous, actually. Yeah. It was not nice not firing up a diesel to go quarter mile. Yeah. So you can tell it's bike season too, because man, our phone's been ringing off the hook. Yeah. Uh, and our shop is full of bikes too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, people, I feel like people, they go ride their bike just because they want to get, they got, you know, a little bit of itch to ride. And then they realize, okay, I should probably do some maintenance on this thing if I'm going to continue to ride it. So Mm -hmm. that's when they call us, you know, and you can also tell too that, uh, when, um, it's nice out because with the door open, I mean, you could just notice the bikes just cruise, cruise, cruise right by, and it's a nonstop right in front of the shop. Yeah, and you can tell uh, the bikes that we've done when they ride by because they sound pretty good. Yeah, I probably do have to admit. Yeah, it's like we probably touched that bike. Yeah, more than likely. But it's been busy, though. I mean, just everything in general. Uh, shop's busy. The walk-ins are busy. The installs are busy. Bikes are piling up. It's definitely, um, you can tell it's nice out. People are out and about, got the itch. And it's not like we weren't busy, but it just seems like you can tell it's Yeah, that's definitely not slowed down at all. No. Um, that first week of nice weather, I'll say it like, I mean, I do a pretty good job of managing the shop flow, but it was almost it was just such a huge influx of walk-ins and calls and such a short period of time. I was like, it was overwhelming, honestly, which is good. But, uh, um, just, you know, remember guys, we just, we, we do our best to try to accommodate and take care of everybody in a timely manner. Um, you know, I only have two hands and, and one brain. So there's only one Rob. There's only one. Yeah. So, if yeah. uh, any listeners out there that maybe have tried to reach out to us and um, didn't get back to you right away, just we're doing our best. So, yeah. um, and it's all thanks to you guys. The reason why we're so busy. So, and all our hardworking guys in the shop too. Yeah. So, and it's nice too because even like yesterday when Jory stopped by for us to work on his Ram charger, you know it's. He was kind of, you know, even he was kind of hinting around too, like, well, when will, you know, when can you guys get that in? And then it's funny how you're like, well, hey, let me give you a tour. And by the time you get done through the tour, he's like, holy cow, man, you guys got a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of just unique, different projects throughout the whole shop that were, you know, got everybody working on. It was kind of funny how that deal worked out. I actually worked for, I had like three fires blazing at once. And so 
George was just like, well, I'll just pay for all this. But it was, I wasn't ordering a full kit. I was kind of mixing, matching pieces out of a four inch kit for his Ram charger. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have any, I had to wait till I got my, my invoice, my purchase order emailed to me. And then I could do all my pricing. So I was like, well, I'll tell you what, Jory, let me, we'll give you shop tour. Once I'm done, I'll see that invoice and then I can write you up correctly. And then while he walked in, I was ordering tires for a Jeep and uh, through Wheel Pros. And he's like, Well, I got these. I got these. I got five on hand, but the sales rep next to me is also dealing on the same tires. So by the time you call back, they could be gone. And then so that's why when Jory was talking to you, I was like, I got to go order these tires before they're gone. Yeah. So that's why it's like, it's just like, but so. Um, and that was just all within 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I noticed as soon as you disappeared, about five minutes later, I got a ding on my phone that the wheel pros dinged the credit card. So it must <laughs> yeah. have went through. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we got the tires. So, yeah. um, and, but uh, yeah, all in all, it was a good day yesterday. Yeah. And, you know, we're not only being busy, but we got a lot of stuff coming up. You know, we got next weekend. People are getting ready for Memorial Day weekend, yep. which people you know, want to go enjoy their cars and bikes yeah. and anything, you know, side by sides. Well, oh yeah, and it's going to be nice out here. So you know, not not only getting ready for that, but then what is it? The following weekend, I believe. Yeah, it's we're going to be already. Buggies and Blues is going to be here. And then the Devils Run. Yeah, I so, think that's actually same weekend. Yeah, it yes. is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like we got these big events coming up. Not only do we have with Buggies and Blues, but we also have the whole um, with uh, Adeline's Believers are yep. going to be the same. The big rig. The um, Hammer Down. The Hammer Down show. The car show. Plus we have um, Steve Darnell from Welder Up that's coming to town. Uh, and we're going to be a part of that also. And then I got a phone call today that uh, Dakota – um, the Speedway is uh, wants to sit down with us for the truck tractor pull event about getting involved in that whole deal. So a lot coming up. And with Buggies and Blues, I do believe with Steve Darnell coming and um, some of the bands that they got hired. But we also have uh, George Guzman from Dickinson. He's kind of a uh, transformer guru i guess he's kind of a a pretty big fan of it this um, is gonna be all new to me so i've seen the car plenty of times but um kind of want to know more about more how, details how, how the car it. came to be and the owner so i've seen the car a lot um looks really well done really cool car yeah and so with that we actually have george on the phone actually yeah what's going on george Hello. Hey, did I say your last? Did I say your last name right? I think right. Yep. Guzman. Okay. Cool. You got it right. Yeah. So, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then, uh, like, what got you into the whole uh, transformer thing? Okay. Well, um, like I said, I'm out of Dickinson, um, but uh, the whole transformers thing. I mean, I've been a fan since I was a kid, going all the way back to the '80s mm-hmm. to the very beginning, mm-hmm. and. Um, so I go back to what 2007, and I can't remember. I remember I was at the theater with my kids, and they were going through previews, and I remember hearing this voice 
the screen was black. They're going through previews. I hear this voice, and I knew the voice right off right off the bat. And it was Peter Cullen, who's the voice about this crime. You just never forget that voice. And mm-hmm. right away, my heart started beating fast. I'm like, what? What? What is this? And then the screen came on, and it starts showing scenes. And I look, oh my god, they're making a Transformers movie. And then, sure enough, <laughs> here it was. You know, they're advertising for a live action Transformers movie. And so I was all pumped up because I haven't seen nothing like this. You know what? almost 30 years, mm-hmm. you know, since they'd done anything really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I had my collection from when I was a kid and, and, and stuff. Well, they had, the movie came out and, and anybody who's seen the first movie in 2007, well, if they remember, you know, they plugged eBay quite a bit on, on, on the movie. Mm-hmm. And, and also the reason for that was, was because Paramount was doing a charity auction, um, auction off a lot of the props and, and mm-hmm. stuff from the movie for, um, that they used in the movie. And, uh, like I said, that was back in 2007. And a lot of the stuff was out of my price range, but I was, I was definitely window shopping. Well, then two years later, um, you know, the recession hit and a lot of the stuff came up for auction again. People in the other parts of the country are hurting. And one of the things that's kind of nice, uh, North Dakota is these things all happen in the country. We're usually sheltered pretty well from it. Right. And so I, it wasn't a really hard decision. I decided to put my lifelong toy collection up for sale, and I sold it, and I ended up, uh, my new hobby, um, buying movie props, and I got uh, one of the cars from Transformers, um, along with some wardrobes and stuff, and then uh, everything kind of just started going from there. I had a, had a new itch, oh, nice. and I have one of the largest, uh, I'm not going to say the largest, because a lot of people have a lot of things hidden that you don't know about, but I, I know I have one of the largest... Uh, Transformers movie prop collections, um, spanning all the movies. Wow. So when you were talking, like when you sold your toy collection, would, would that be the Transformer stuff or something else? Yeah, yeah, that was from Transformers. That was from the, oh. the 80s stuff. And from the actual some cartoon. later stuff they did too. But yeah, um, there there was three cars that they made for the classic Bumblebee from, from the first movie. And, and later, as I got familiar with the stuff with movies and props and why and why they do things they do, I mean, I learned why. But they, but they, they generally for like main vehicles that they use, they use in movies, they'll make, make multiples of that same car mm-hmm. um, for reasons. Which when I remember when they were making Dark of the Moon, um, it was, they were doing a, a chase theme through the, through the city, and they had streets closed off for filming. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, um, there was actually a real emergency, and some emergency vehicles were, cu- were cutting through the scene. And they actually hit the Bumblebee hero car and like T-boned it and completely turned it into a boomerang. Jeez. And oh, wow. they picked that car up and it wheeled out a new one from underneath the cover and continued the, the, the scene. I was like, wow, okay, so that's why they do it. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. But, you know, it makes sense, right? And, yeah. uh, but yeah, they had three cars of the, the classic Bumblebee. Some people call it the Beater Bee from the 07 movie. There's the hero car, then I think there was one they call it camera car, and there was like a stunt car. But, um, that, that one of them came back up for sale, and I was able to snag that back. Yeah, it was back in two thousand nine, I'd say. So the the hero, so you bought a hero car, I take it, right? No, mine is what as what I was told was a stunt car. Okay, but it's still used, but it's it's really cool. So there was some work that needed to be done to it after you purchased it to, to make it what it is right now, right? Correct. Um, so. Um, I, I don't know, and I, I've tried. I mean, I've met a lot of people that, that work in the movies since I started this hobby. You just meet people. And um, all I know, and all, all I've ever been able to be told, is that 
this car did not survive production of the movie, and I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> there's been a lot of speculation. I've heard that it could be the car that was up on two wheels when what? he was scanning the, the new Camaro. And oh, so I can sure. imagine a car this heavy coming down off of two wheels probably isn't going to be too good for that body, oh, you know? Not, not designed um, to do that. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's speculation. I've had a lot of people say, you know, a lot of things, the theories, I don't know what it is. But there was somebody that out in California that that saved it, and um, I also um, bought uh, another car from people at Celine that was a half car barricade that they cut in half for for a shot. They only needed one shot, but they couldn't get the cameras inside, so they had to. Michael Bay had them cut the literally cut the car in half Jeez. just so we get the camera behind the windshield from like a inside looking out point of view, just for that one shot. I ended up buying from there, but this came from that area too. And that was a and, uh, that was a production Celine car that they cut in half. Yes, unbelievable. Like if you've seen the '07 movie um, where 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 Sam first discovers where Bumblebee, he thinks Bumblebee's haunted or something, and so he's running from his car. Yep. And yep. then he, he he sees the police car and he's like running for, towards it to, you know, to get and help. There's a slight chase, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the car where they had the scene where it's such a little minute scene. But you just see him through the windshield, you know, from the inside looking out view. That's that's why they cut it because they couldn't fit the camera inside the car, so they would have cut the car in half well, and that's... like right where the the front seats would be. They put casters underneath the body, so that's how they wheel it around. And that's also the car where um, the when Sam falls off the hood and then you see the claws come out of the headlights. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the same car, so it's like it's really cool. It's got like the the bars from behind, like where the dash is, where they push the, the claws out through the headlights and then extend them, like the whole bar turns around. But, yeah, so I ended up buying that, too. Um, and this kind of, I bought them both that same summer, but, yeah, this has been kind of a, an addiction ever since. Wow. So these these pieces come with, like, some kind of, like, authenticity, like some paperwork or to prove um, that it's of part do, of the show or like, not really? Like, and some of it's really hard to get. Like, if you get it from an official um, charity auction, like when eBay mm-hmm. did it, like, they came with paperwork. I have a lot that came from them mm-hmm. that has, like, um, the Paramount uh, letterhead on it, and it'll say, okay, this was used in this movie from this scene, and then it'll be signed. Like, some of them are actually signed by Michael Bay. Um, the half car, that was a really uh, pain to, to get a certificate from that. Because because it was it's technically a car, but because whatever they did to it, they removed the VIN numbers from it, mm-hmm. and so like Steve Celine and Molly Celine, you know the ones that run Celine out there in Corona, uh, California. Um, I, I I literally bought it from them, and it t- probably took two years to get something made for because it, it was such difficulty um, with the VIN not having a VIN number, and I finally got that from Celine Supercars saying yes, we we did this for the, the film Transformers two thousand seven, and um. Yeah, but, like, I have friends that have cars. Like, they have way deeper pockets than I have. They have cars from Transformers, Fast and Furious, yada, yada, yada. Right. And because and there there are production companies out there that, like, the, the studios, they'll just dump all the stuff on and say, here, you know, we'll sell you all this for this uh, amount of money. And they, they won't come with anything. they got to do their own homework to, to go get their own certificates made, um, whatever it is, you know, or verified, or if you know a prop master and he'll come in and verify it. It's almost like watching Pawn Stars, yep, yep. you know? I know a guy, I'm going to bring in the expert, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, there's there's like half of that. You have to go through all of that to get your own your own authenticity certified. But because 
It's just in, in the rare occasion occasion when they when the studio itself does an official auction that you can get that. But part of it, I sometimes I think it'd be worth it though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, most definitely. I've got so much. Um, I've got a lot of paper, a lot of props, and there's some I'm still I'm still working on. And so some of them you just like, okay, I gotta take a break. So I'll come back to it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So what what has your life been like since you bought these cars? I mean, is it people been like us been reaching out to you and and like being curious and shows and stuff, or is it something that? Oh yeah. Um, well, definitely during the whole COVID thing, um, things got really busy for us because um, they were like, we do a lot of Comic-Cons. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys familiar with what those are? No. no. Yeah, they're like okay. um, a convention for like um, the old Marvel comics and stuff like that. That That's what they originally started oh, okay. out as, as sure. a comic I'm sure it branched out to... It, it's grown yeah. massive, massive things like uh, toy companies come out and push whatever new stuff's coming out. And, and I'm just going to say it, you know, this, we call it, they call it the nerd world, but like, mm-hmm. they like, so it used to be comics, but now it's like anything in the new movies or anime or cartoons, um, sure. video games, anything and everything you can think of pop culture, old, new, what's coming out in the future. I mean, these shows are grown so massive, so they'll have celebrity appearances and so forth. And, and honestly, it's to the point that comic books are a very small part of it now. Like where it used to be 100% of the show, it's like mm-hmm. maybe 10%. And now you got like toys and T-shirts and now 3D printing is making a big thing into it. But it's anything and everything. Um, you know, like Star Wars movies, Transformers movies. Um, it, it's just everything. Well, they the bigger shows, they, they bring in celebrity guests. Um, and that, you know, to get the, the foot traffic up and the people will pay to come in and meet these people. They call the meet and greet and get a photo or an autograph, what have you. Well, during the pandemic, a lot of these actors were under strict guidelines for their studios. I mean, a lot of studios did temporarily shut down. Some kept going under strict guidelines, but it's okay. You can't go you know, meet with people. You need to stay confined so we can do these, you know, the, the film, our series or a movie, whatever we do. So a lot of people had to postpone or, or cancel altogether. But me- meanwhile, as the saying goes, the show goes on. So we had, people that knew about what we had and other people that I know who have massive collections too would get hired. Okay. Well, how about, so we're not going to have a celebrity guest per se, but we'll have celebrity cars come in. Kind of like, kind of like Buggies and Blues does, mm-hmm. you know, they'll always, they're always known to have some kind of movie cars or sure. something there, you know, along those yeah. lines, TV show cars, mm-hmm. but something that's not under strict contract that you're not going to pass, you know, germs on or something like that. That's so, yeah, we did quite a few shows with that. And then, um, with a new movie coming out, which is a prequel, um, which is, so you, if you've seen the previews, you can see it's still the old classic uh, Bumblebee car, you know, before it had like rust and body damage on it. So that one takes place in the 90s, and the 07 movie came out now, obviously in the 2000s. So um, now the car's relevant again, so people are like, oh, look, it's Bumblebee. You know, so it, it comes, mm-hmm. it's peaks and valleys. Some people were so used to all the, the newer movies that come out with the new body style. They kind of forgot about the old ones mm-hmm. or the old the old car, and then, but yeah, it's it, uh, this body style is relevant again. People recognize the car immediately, and so it's definitely gotten a lot more attention again. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things that once you see the car, it kind of burns an image in your in your brain. Yeah, but I've had a lot of people. I know my wife hates it because we also have, like speaking of buggies and blues, we're bringing a replica of barricade that I've been working on. Um, you know, 
So, so I said there were three classic bumblebees. They also made three and a half, which you know about the half, uh, three and a half barricades for that movie, too. And the only one I have is the half car because the barricades went for so much money. It's way out of my league, so I decided just to make a replica of it. Mm-hmm. It's not 100% finished, but it's close. But people know the car when they see it, so we, we, we would do shows of those with the Camaro facing off against the Mustang. But but on my wife, it would get you know kind of annoyed or embarrassed because people always kind of want to come and get their pictures taken. And like we'll drive around town just for fun on a nice day, you mm-hmm. know. But but uh, it's a fun time for sure. Yeah, it's cool. So that um. What generation Camaro is that? Was that a sixth gen Camaro? Let's see, it's a seventy. Are you talking about oh, the, the the new the, the bump, newer one, the actual bump the one I have? Yeah, the one I have. What is that? Third gen. The seventy six would be a third gen. Third gen, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a third. Okay. Um. Look, I think that was an SS car, wasn't it? That was what an SS car. Uh, nope the the one that that they um, eventually became what was one I believe. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, but this one was not. Okay, and and just because I know a lot of people ask this question, um, uh, the the motor you see under the hood in the '07 movie when when he pops the hood and Megan Fox is going to look at what's going on with this car under the hood. Mm-hmm. That motor was a, was like a prop motor that was, wasn't in any, any of the three sure. cars. That was just another car they took yeah. that shot from. It's figure. funny. It's like in the movie, it's like they got, it's kind of like, you know, a, not the greatest in Camaro, then it's like they got like a, a dart block motor in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that yeah. was like one of those deals like even on. That's uh, what made him want to buy it. Yeah. You know? On uh, like the Fast and the Furious movies with uh, Dom when he had oh, that charger oh, oh. with the uh, blower. And so when they actually show the picture, like they built the car with that motor in it, but when they actually do the driving and stunts, they just took a blower and they bolted it right on top of the hood to make oh. it look. But it was, you open it up and they said it was like a small block Chevy or yeah, something in there. It was just, yeah, it was just nothing close to it. Yeah, yeah, I it know. Was, yeah. One of the barricades, um, they're all Celine, but two two of the two of them were V8s and one was a V6, and the V6 um, was. It went cheaper, but it still was like over thirty thousand dollars when it sold it. Oh wow! Yeah, wow, that's pretty crazy. <clears throat> yeah, it is. So, how do you insure in something like this? Um, obviously, you can't insure it, it for it, a regular seventies. Yeah. You know, insurance was tricky. It it, 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 it was so like when I first got my car. Um, being in North Dakota, you know, we don't have exactly the longest warm weather season, so my car sat for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I ended up uh, getting a deal because I was at work and I put this car it's, and it sits all the time. But uh, it, it sat on display in Deadwood for a long time at the Celebrity Casino in Deadwood. I think probably the first 10 years I had it was mostly there oh, as wow. a showpiece. And But I had insurance on it. Um, There's a different policy because it was it sat. I can't remember what they called it. I don't use that anymore. Mm-hmm. But it was like it was like an insurance policy you would put on a storage unit or something mm-hmm. you know, to just cover the contents. Mm-hmm. Um because it sat there, but now that I've uh, got the car out and I have have it with me again, I end up getting like a classic car coverage. It's a specific kind of, kind of coverage where mm-hmm. it goes for a higher dollar amount. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, and anybody who's into movie prop collecting, it learns the hard way. There is no set really insurance that covers that because they're really picky about things. Um. So if I had a jacket that was worn by Shia in the movies, 
Yeah, say they gave them a leather jacket. They insurance. If I wanted insured, they're just going to insure for what if I were to go to a leather store and buy one. They're not going to. I don't care that Shia wore it. And that, that's how they look at it. So you have to find a way around that where they know what it is, and and, and pay a little bit higher premium to insure it for the extended value of it, of like a, a what do you call it, um, like a blanket coverage. All right. Yeah, to get the value up there. So and that is the same with the car. I had to go through classic car insurance to to insure it as an antique um, sports car, so to speak. And that's the only way I get the value of it. So the insurance I have on it covers the value of it, but they don't necessarily look at it as, oh, this was a car from this. All they care about is the year, the condition it is, it, it's in, and, and the rarity, you know. Well, that should suck because so, you don't want nothing to happen to that car. Yeah. I mean, you can't just replace yeah. it. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm happy with the insurance on it. I guess it covers up that. But it, it was a hard lesson because, let me just take you real quick back. Um, so the, the half car that I bought, a barricade, it was mm-hmm. actually on display in Deadwood with Bumblebee as well. And we had rented um, a U-Haul car trailer in Corona, California. We picked it up, went, went to Saline, picked up the half car, brought it up. We had to come back to North Dakota first, and I can't remember why. And then we had to bounce back down to Deadwood to drop it off. Well, we're driving down to Deadwood. Um, remember what I told you about the tidbit about not having a a, a, verif- a VIN number? Mm-hmm. So this is insurance uh, 101 for you. So we're driving down into South Dakota. This is evening. This deer runs out of the ditch. I'm pulling this trailer, and it runs up next to my car that I'm driving, and it starts racing next to me. So I start to slow down. And the deer slows down, and it's racing right next to my passenger window. I'm like, what are you doing? So he, I was like, okay, so fine. I, I speed up. The minute I speed up, he waits until the car I'm driving passes him, and then he jumps behind my car, not realizing or whether he cared or not that I was pulling a trailer and annihilated the front end of the barricade. Oh, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> right? So I had insurance on the trailer and on, uh, and, and on my car I'm driving that's supposed to cover what I'm pulling and, and so forth, but... They couldn't, they said, well, this isn't a real car because it doesn't have a VIN number, so we can't, therefore cannot determine value, blah, blah, blah. And short of the story is, um, I went to get an estimate how to get it repaired because it's the lean cars, like the, the, the panels are there, aluminum, mm-hmm. to get the body weight light, and that's very expensive. And, and the, the damage on this half car was projected to be around $20,000. Jeez. <clears throat> and... Fortunately, as fate would have it, so I dropped my car off all broken at the, at the casino. Steve Staline actually came up to the Mustang rally in Sturgis that same summer, and I met him and told him what happened. So he came up to the casino and looked at it. I told him about the, about the estimate, and then he like wrote down some information for me. He said, give these guys a call. You can get it fixed cheaper than that. And plus, better, better, you're better off because it'll all still be original. Mm-hmm. You won't have to replace any of this. And mm-hmm. so... I did what he said, and I ended up getting the car fixed for like eighteen hundred dollars. But that was like the thing for my 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 uh, first like uh, experience with with insurance. Like, what was the point of having insurance if you're not going to pay for anything? All right. But yeah, because because it had no VIN number, so they they just use that as an out. But luckily, I mean, I did pay out of pocket, but it got done. But you learn a lot of stuff on the on the way along the way when you're like uh, into this kind of hobby. Yeah, it's uh. It's always a learning experience, that's for sure. Well, even just dealing with insurance in general. Yeah. God. So you, 
you're bringing so you're gonna be up here for the buggies and blues correct like you, you got, yeah you got you got you're bringing stuff up for on display correct yes yeah. um we're bringing uh bumblebee and and the, the replica barricade the full car um i've got uh wheelie and frenzy which are the two bots from the movies um for like photo ops for people um people love those because when we, we do shows if we're just doing a show where the car sits there and it's just on display um like we'll put if you're familiar with who wheelie and frenzy are uh frenzy is the one from the first movie that turned into the little boom box that rode around in barricade and he was on air force one tried tried to kill the president or something like that well so we have the um how, what are they called? The, the screen. I can't remember the, the exact terminology. It's where they'll put something because the frenzy and wheelie essentially the movies are all CGI, but they built these little models. So like the actors would have like a point, a oh, point of reference. There we go. Mm-hmm. Point of reference where they would look at and so forth. And so we have these and they're really built really well. And, um, but one, one of them would be sitting in, in barricade. And then like wheelie, who was a Decepticon and turned into an Autobot would ride a bumblebee. But well, we're going to have the, both those bots there for people to get their picture with if they want to have a picture taken with just the bots or if we're going to do like a group photo with the two cars and the bots or whatever, you know, they want to do. Um, but that is the plan of what we're doing. And, uh, I mean, we have a lot of other props. Um, I'm probably going to bring a few extras, but um, there's a lot that, because Buggies and Blues is an outdoor event, so mm-hmm. some of this stuff is very um sensitive to you know you don't want to get in sunlight for extended hours and so forth so we got to be careful with that but i know one of the things we're thinking about bringing is the matrix of leadership which is the the the, the thing that optus prime carried that to, to mark him as a leader um but yeah transformers fans will definitely know what it is mm-hmm. so you're just coming down for the day then correct just that Sunday. Well, um, we're going to look at what the weather. We've been invited to come down because the actual show is on Sunday, so that day we're for sure going to be there. We've been invited to come down Saturday, too, if we want to set up early. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're planning on. Um, everything's going to be de- determined by the weather because who knows anymore, right? right. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, we were actually booked this last weekend for a show in Minot, and we had to, that had to get canceled because it was nothing but nonstop downpouring, unfortunately. So does that keep but, you pretty busy then? Because I mean, you you DJ or something? Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. So yep. I've I've been DJing since high school, uh, since 1993. Um, I'm a, I mean, back in high school, that's what I did for for money, and then like I kind of done on the uh, all this time on the side. It, it's I like doing it, and it's fun, and it's definitely way easier nowadays than it was when I first started. I'm not having to change out CDs left right. and right every other <laughs> song, you know. Um, but imagine you, can be great. <laughs> but, I can but imagine you probably have a huge collection of CDs. Oh, I do. My wife gets after me because I have all these books full of them. It's like, what are you going to do with it? You don't use them anymore. So I, I know, I know, but they've got kind of like a sentimental value yeah. <laughs> to me. Right. But, so, but yeah, because um, yeah, I, I DJ, and that's what I've kind of tried to do with my prop collection, and it's, it, that's where we're, we're growing it. Because my company's called Pop Culture Entertainment. And it's always number one been about, you know, providing entertainment for, for events, uh, you know, whatever, weddings, parties, whatever. It's always been about music. But we definitely have started, been starting to grow it into offering other things, um, like with, with the movie props, because people look for things. If they want to have a, a, a fancy birthday party, which we've done um, as well, 
birthday parties where people, depending, you know, what price point, what, what do they, what do they want us to bring? Um, so it's always been number one transformers. Cause that was my number one thing. But, but honestly, the, the transformers fans are a lot like star Wars fans. They're rabid. Mm-hmm. And when they, they get hold of something that they don't want to give it up because there's some cool things out there. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, we were talking about how, how the studios don't do very often, like an official auction to get to, to pedal off their wares. I mean, it, it's like once in a blue moon, they'll do, they'll do something. Otherwise the stuff will sit in a warehouse. And then it sits in a warehouse, and then somebody maybe that works for the company says, I need this room. Well, they have a list of numbers of people to call, and then these people will come down. Oh, I'll give you this much money for it, and then they go and do whatever they're going to do with it. So it's hard to come up with some of these things. And and the Transformers franchise over the last couple of years, even since Bumblebee, nothing came out from that movie officially. They didn't do anything. And I know a lot of people that, that are into Transformers and have props. And like the only thing I know of is I know one guy who bought the Jeep that he was briefly in the beginning of that movie. And I know another guy who has one of the VW Bugs. And, and after that, nobody knows where anything is. There's no wardrobes. There's no set pieces. There's nothing. Nobody knows where it is. I'm sure the studios know where it is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it could be a storage. But it just kind of dried up. So, um, you know, Transformers was my thing. So I still had that itch. You know, um, like a fisherman going to the store, I don't need any more lures, but, oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so my family is hardcore into Harry Potter, so I was like, okay. I, I've met a lot of people in the movie industry, so I started, uh, for my daughter and my mom, and I started collecting Harry Potter props. So we started getting into that a bit, and those are pretty expensive, too, because Harry Potter fans are very rapid as well. Mm-hmm. But we're, start, we're starting to grow that collection, too, and uh, cause that's one of the things I've I've been trying to track down because I kind of like, I love the whole movie car aspect of it. I'm trying to find a, a Ford Angelina, Angelia. I don't know if I can say it right, but it's the blue car that the Weasleys drove. Um, but well, pretty much every one of those, you have to get brought over from the UK. And the prices aren't bad on the cars, but the shipping isn't so friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so, yeah, so we're like kind of doing stuff with that too. We've, I've already done some stuff uh, with Harry Potter. We had people get the pictures take with the the filmy screen use Harry Potter ones just around Christmas one of the the newest things I bought around Christmas which was really cool I mean everybody knows you can go to the mall at Christmas time get your picture with Santa but one of the things I bought this last year was the screen used appliances that Jim Carrey wore in the Grinch mm-hmm. and they had just do the arts uh, department attached them to a bus a life made bus off of him and it, which is really cool if you actually watch behind the scenes you can see them when they make the bus and they make the appliances and all that but they attached these appliances to, to his bust to preserve them. I ended up buying that at an auction. And so we set it up in a way where people could get their, could get their picture, Christmas picture taken with the Grinch, Jim Carrey's Grinch. And that thing was insane, but it was a lot of fun. So now we got people waiting for this coming year to do it again. Wow. But so that's where my company's kind of going. So yeah, we're still doing the DJ stuff, but we're like adding all this other stuff that you can do, you know? That's cool. So that's actually. really taking off. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, so it keeps you fairly busy then. It is, yeah. Sometimes I wonder what what have I got myself into, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's worth. But it. But honestly, though. if not, I mean, I just sometimes I just sit at home and twiddle my thumbs. I was like, yeah, this is fun. No, I'd rather be busy for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Actually, yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, we'll have to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never know. So for sure, then you guys, then you'll be here while well, weather permitting, I'm assuming, but for sure you'll be here on Sunday and then Saturday, it's just kind of, again, weather permitting if you're going to show up early on Saturday or not. Yeah, Saturday, um, 
we really want to be there, so we're hoping the weather cooperates because I know um, there is what is there? Uh, is I think is that when the parade is and there's a street dance and so forth going on downtown. Yeah, as well. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday yeah. evening. Yeah, Saturday. So yeah, they invite us to be part of that. So that yeah, we'd really love to do that and give more people a chance to you know to take advantage. Um, so that is a game plan. So if the sun is shining. Uh, we will be there. Sure, yeah. Is this your first time displaying this stuff at Buggies and Blues? No, we did it one other time. Oh, geez. Um, it's within the last 10 years, but it's been a minute for sure. Hmm. And I know that time we... I think we just brought Bumblebee. I didn't have any other stuff with me. Um. It also goes by, you know, determine what I can bring is, is um, how much help I have because you have mm-hmm. to be really careful with stuff and it takes time oh, yeah. setting it up. And then it, you have to have eyeballs to uh, babysit it to make sure nobody's touching or trying to run off with anything. You know. But yeah, I definitely got my lineup uh, set for, for this event so that we can try to bring more. But uh, yeah, but, yeah it, it's probably been like at least six years since we've done buggies and blues. I want to say when we did it, they had a car from fast and furious there and they had, um, I think it was the, uh, DeLorean. Okay. Oh yeah. So that was a few years ago. Tie in pretty nicely with your collection. Yeah. So yeah, they had a nice lineup there. Wow. Well, we're look, look forward to seeing you. Yeah. Actually, uh, get, uh, check those cars out in detail so i'm still a little still got a few tears on my face from knowing that they cut a saline those used to be like my like a saline mustang Mm -hmm. i remember like i don't know if they did it when you were in school but they would have like um a like what is it a book fair and so like they would have all these books and also all the posters well i didn't give i didn't give a rat's but about the books, but mm-hmm. then posters with the Lamborghinis and the Celine mm-hmm. Mustangs. I saw, yep. I think, I think it was uh, a Celine S two eighty one, and like I'm a Ford guy, and it's like those Celine Mustangs. I just got a soft spot for them, so I'm gonna go yeah. find a box of Kleenexes. <laughs> That's the funny thing about because uh, having the Camaro and having the Mustang, I'm, I'm in some car groups that are just for Chevy and car groups that are just for Ford. And car groups that don't care what you have, it's just for the right. love of the car. And I always see people getting these arguments. And it's like, you, you guys, let's be real. I have both, and they both have been, have tried my patience. So <laughs> I bet, yeah, where's, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna say one's better than the other, you're lying to yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just it's, it's classic statement of whichever you prefer, honestly. So yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah, I, I love them all. I love, I oh, just yeah, love cars can... in general. Yeah, American Muscle Exotic. I don't care. I, I love cars. It's really yeah, easy to appreciate. I, I, I had a Porsche once, and I couldn't get rid of that thing fast enough. But after I had the first repair bill, yeah, oh, oh yeah, for sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. That's like Cato uh, was telling me they got works for us. He's got that Mercedes, that Merc, yeah. And he was telling me he says, yeah, when you go through and get like I think it's a hundred thousand mile checkup on it. And he said, yeah, you get that bill, and the first thing you want to do is put that thing up for sale. Oh, for like, sure. It's, I mean, it's, yep. And you can't just take it down to the local shop either. No, so you, yeah. you have that expense too. And he's like, "Yeah, that's so it's like time to hit the road." If you don't pay that bill where your car's at the dealership in Fargo, it's like, well, you'll be making another trip back to Fargo. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I can I can about imagine. Yeah. But 
Well, awesome. Yeah. Well, cool, George. So I uh, look forward to meeting you at the show and yeah, yeah and good time. See what you bring down, and we'll uh, we'll come over and check you out and uh, get some pictures with you. Kind of excited for yeah. that. Yeah. Should be kind of neat. Visit with you in person a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. And then, like, any encouragement to the families to get out there, take their kids. We're very Absolutely. family yeah, friendly and oriented. That's what why we do it. Is, there's always uh, a lot of kids there, and they get, yeah, is, they probably get just as much kick as the grownups. Oh yeah, oh we're, yeah. You, we're all you, kids. You, at you heart. The kids come out and, and the grownups all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. Yeah. So that's another thing to look forward to to this year's Buggies and Blues. Um, come down and check out the uh, the Bumblebee and um, some other cool transformer stuff should be pretty neat exciting get your picture taken yeah yeah keep sick probably even put you well, i'll get your picture too if you want okay yeah that yeah sounds a fair that yeah sounds like okay. a good deal yeah yeah, yeah I'll, I'll just mention real quick if you're to talk about that uh bumblebee actually has still has the, the disco ball hanging from the mirror oh yeah so Where he pulls if, you, if you guys want to hop in there and try to make your muscle and point at the <laughs> disco ball nice <laughs> Yeah, I sure, have a we, lot of people to do that. Yeah, sure, we can come up with something. Yeah, <laughs> surprised uh, you didn't have something slick to say there, slick. Yeah, well, I'll keep it. Yeah, <laughs> smart move. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, George, for joining our podcast. I'm looking forward to meet you and and seeing what you have. And uh, do you know where you're going to be located at? Did they tell you for Buggies and Blues? They did. They told me it's right by. They explained it to me. It's right. It's right next to the parking lot where their headquarters tent is set up okay. for the event. And I'm going to be in that parking lot, I guess. Okay. So, cool. I think it's kind of centralized to the whole event. Yeah, I believe that's going to be kind of close to us then. Because I think we're one first first avenue, and I think roughly like Collins area is their main part, so it's like a block away. So yeah, should be pretty pretty neat. So, yeah, come down, check out the Transformer cars. It's going to be a really good weekend. There's a lot of good stuff for this year's Buggies and Blues. So, Oh, yeah, uh, and I will mention one other thing I forgot. We spaced it out. So, like I was telling you, we do a lot of events with celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, we will have a booth set up. It kind of funds for us to be able to go and do these things and to grow the collection and bring more stuff. I mean, like, like I said, we're out of North Dakota, so we try, we try to bring big city stuff to North Dakota so people have cool things to do. But at our table, um, we will have... Um, autographed items from the some of the the uh, actors from Transformers that are, that will be for sale and from other movies as well because we do this all the time. Um, if anybody's looking for anything cool, maybe a gift or something for themselves, we will have stuff autographed by Peter Cullen, Optimus Prime, Frank Welker, who's Megatron. We've, we've got Fast and Furious stuff that's autographed. We got all kinds of stuff from all the shows that we do. Wow. So it's kind of a rare, rare thing, and like I said, it just kind of helps fund to be able to keep bringing this kind of stuff out, but. We will have all that kind of cool stuff there as well. So it's going to be kind of like a Hollywood experience. Awesome. Yeah, you guys do a lot then. We try to. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, awesome. So check them out Sunday, Buggies and Blues. Yeah. Bring the Come kids. Come on down. Oh, yeah, and then we also have... If you get, if anybody wants to see what we what we what we have in total um, at Facebook, we have a page called. It's kind of like an online museum. It's just called the Transformers Collection. It's simply that. You go on there and you can see all the stuff we've added to our collection. We've actually got some new stuff I got to put on there too. But it's kind of like an online museum. But to see what's coming. Yeah. Cool. 
Yeah, you go and check it out. Yep. Well, awesome. Well, thanks, George, for uh, taking time out and talking to us and being on uh, our podcast. All right. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Yeah. so come down, Buggies and Blues, Sunday, the, I think it's what, June 11th. Um, Check out the Transformer cars, get some pictures. Come check us out, too. Yeah, come check us out. We'll be there. Yeah. Um, It's going to be a full three-day, I think, the thing kicks off Friday, the most of it starts on Friday, but it's going to be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So it's going to be three days of a lot of good, cool stuff. So make sure you're in town. Come down. Um, check it out. And, uh, again, thanks for listening to our podcast. If you have any comments or anything, please reach out to us. Check us out on our website or Facebook. Leave comments. We'll definitely uh, answer them anything that we can do for you. So. Again, thanks for listening, and uh, until next time. See you guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to Unriveted Radio, also available on demand with the Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Download in the App Store or Google Play today. Unriveted Radio, presented by Dakota Customs, a full-service custom garage on the strip in Mandan.